Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Hello and welcome back to Following Jesus for Jerks. <laughs> oh, here we are. Hey, uh, so we, we, I think you just had a scare. I did. <laughs> we, we're, we're sitting up here in the pod lounge. The, We've <sighs> never come up with anything. We did not. But it's not going to be pod lounge. There are some old, this is an old building, yeah. old walls. Yeah. Um, and it sounded like there was a critter or something, something in the wall. Something scooted past my, my right ear. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? What? Or you were here probably. When? Downstairs. Okay. So there were some exterior in the, uh, cinder block mm-hmm. on the exterior of the building. Okay. There were some holes. Okay. So as you can imagine, cinder block being stacked yeah, and yeah. mortared together. <clears throat> but what we found out before we realized that there was an issue inside we could hear in the drywall of the cafe down low we could hear like scratching uh-huh. and we're we could not figure it out and it was like what are we gonna do is it you know is it a bird yeah. is it a squirrel yeah. is it we didn't know what it was so this went on for quite some time and i i, I, rem- I vaguely remember this yeah like i don't i don't I don't need to handle animals. Yeah, we were yeah. going to get a, we were going to get a, what do you call the exterminator out? But that was going to be really costly. Yeah. And then we figured out from the outside, we're paying attention and there are some, there are some holes and figured out, okay, there are birds that we knew that there were birds that kind of nest in there or whatever, but this didn't sound like a bird. Okay. So we're like, you know, we, we start, you know, cutting through the drywall and we're like, this is, I, I'm, you know, we're, we're like on edge. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. It's like a dragon. <laughs> yeah. And we figure out, we opened it enough that there, something had nested because there okay. was like straw in there. Okay. Okay. And, you know, we've, we had all kinds of like, how are we going to handle this? What are we going to do? We had people that were like, hey, I think you should probably just, you know, throw some firecrackers. I was going to say firecrackers. That's <laughs> Yeah. Let's, let's burn this whole building down to get this. I, I believe it was a... Mouse? No. Was it a squirrel? I think it was a squirrel. Uh-huh. And it was something where we pounded on the wall enough okay. to where, like, I showed up early one morning, pounded on it, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. Plug the hole up. And we capped yeah, yeah. it on the outside. But, it, dude, it was it was a pretty intense couple days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had to patch the wall. And- I live in a very, very old house. Yes. Uh, I don't know why I agreed. I mean, because it's a very old house. Okay. 1906. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's older than you, than you and I. Combined. Ba- barely. <laughs> Easy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I live in an old house, and I used to hear some stuff every now and then. That was me. <laughs> my, my bad. Scratching, <laughs> scratching in the walls. But then I got two cats, and uh, now I don't have a problem anymore. <laughs> I saw a mouse today when I in our yard. Yeah, I'd not ever seen a mouse in our. We have some. Area. We have some strays in our community. Yeah, 
Yeah. Actually, one one of them, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. One of them, it's it's out, but every now and... Like, it's out at all hours of the night. It It's definitely a stray, okay? But every now and then, I see it come out of my neighbor's house. <laughs> not enough that I'm convinced he owns the dog, the cat. But, like, I'm, I bet, like, every now and then, he's like, all right, you can come in. It's weird. Most of the time, that cat is out on the street. But, like, once a month... Like he comes, he comes out of my neighbor's house, or that cat comes out of my neighbor's house. Hmm. Anyways, so there's like three of them, three strays in our community. Okay, and uh, they know I have cats, so they. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to impress me. The or cats, imp- yeah. I, oh, I, you know, you know, I have two cats, Max and yeah, Ruby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they know, they know that two cats live in my house, right? Because they okay. they hang out around my house a lot. <laughs> I mean, they didn't like tell me this. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, hey, knock, knock, hey, knock. We hey, Chris, can, they, Chris, can they come out and play? We're pretty special. <laughs> can we play with your cats? No, no, no. Like they, like if I leave the windows open, like they'll they'll come up to the sill, like <clears throat> sure, you know, they'll 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 sniff each other through the window, like through the the, the screen and stuff like that. And my other cat always <laughs> gets jealous of that situation. But yeah. anyways, anyways, so sometimes I'll come out and there'll be a dead mouse on my porch Aww. like clearly they left it there and it's happened several times like they've left a dead mouse as like a peace offering for me hold I, on hold on uh-huh. how, why do you how do you think that that has anything to do with you because i'm prideful <laughs> <laughs> there it is everybody. no 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 it's a thing it's a thing they're probably they're probably like oh max and ruby these nice cats this this owner won't let out of their house. So here, here guys, have a, have a, we'll bring you a mouse. We'll bring you some lunch. Haven't you ever watched Ratatouille? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> Ratatouille's a oh, brilliant a, movie. Yes. Fantastic. My cat did get out the other day. And, and now has friends. That no, have brought- no, no, no. Didn't get far. Oh, I yelled and I pounced on that thing. I'm sorry. You pounced. I, I mean, wanna, like, I want to see you. Pounce. I got on Max. Like I scared him with my yell, oh, and he okay, knew what he knew. What he did was wrong. And someone, I won't say who, but their name rhymes with Miston. Mm. Left the front door open too long, and I'm like cats, and she's like what? And I'm like cats, and she's like what? And all of a sudden, Max comes running out. <laughs> I was grilling. Mm. But I got Max. I picked him up, scooped him up, brought him in the house, sat him down, yelled at him, gave him a, gave him a real good yelling, real good talking to. <laughs> real good talking to. <laughs> Use, listen here, buddy boy. Well, I'll tell you, one of, my, one of my favorite memories, I don't know about favorite, but one of the, a memory, a memory I have as a kid <laughs> of my dad. My dad, we, we often had pets. Okay. We had cats. We had dogs. But one time, we didn't have a pet. And my dad comes home with a little, like, pickingies. And we're like, where did you get this dog? Like, oh, my God, like, you went, you just go to the shelter or something? He goes, no. He goes, I found it. <laughs> like, what? Like, someone's out there looking for it. He goes, well, they can, they can come find it. <laughs> <laughs> And so we got Cookie. 
we named her. Or she didn't have a leash or anything like that. I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe my dad hit it. No, no I don't think he <laughs> stole the dog on purpose. But first night, you know, like this dog's getting used to us. And we, you know, we decided we name her Cookie because she, you know, like she has colors of like a black and white. Okay. Um, like, I don't know. She has colors of like a chocolate chip cookie. Excuse me. I don't know if you heard that burp. Um, it's my, my starlight Coca-Cola. Mm. Anyways. And she's just, anyways, you're just in the kitchen, you know, playing around, playing around. And uh, uh, someone drops a napkin. And she immediately, like, goes to grab it. Sure. And my dad, in a perfectly straight face, and, like, without realizing what he's doing, he, Cookie, put that back. <laughs> we just, we still love her to this day. Like, first off, she doesn't even know her name yet. She's literally been in our family for about an hour and a half. <laughs> Secondly... <laughs> Put that back. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Dad, super fan, Bob. Yeah. I will put this napkin back. Yeah, anyways. That's great. Yeah. So you always had pets. Yeah, growing up, we yeah. often did. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear a terrible story? <laughs> you want to hear a terrible story? As you say, at this point. Uh my sister wanted uh, a certain pet, a hamster, very, very badly. And so, uh, one of one of my dad's, uh, one of my uncles, your dad found one <laughs> in the middle of the road. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, got her a hamster, and told us what story got it from and everything like that. So we needed to get it a living environment. So we went and we picked out just the coolest, like contraption for them to live in right it had it had it was it had uh tunnels and it had like secret doorways and i mean just just really crazy like yeah yeah all all sorts of like uh tubes and things like that and so we go we get it for the hamster and get some hamster food and all that so we go home and we put the hamster in this thing and after a few days the hamster started getting weird black spots all over its body we're like, oh, it's kind of weird. And then a couple of days later, it's dead. So my dad, being the kind of man he is, took it back to the pet store, got mad at the salesperson. You sold us a bad, or you, 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 you know, you sold, you sold my brother a bad hamster. Demanded a, an exchange. Got a new hamster. We took it home. And same thing. Within a few days. What? Develop these blacks, almost, almost deep bruises over its body, and then, a, and then within a few days of those appearing, it was dead. Went back to the pet store <laughs> a third time, got a third hamster, bring it home, same exact thing. Finally, we're just we just realized maybe maybe we're not a hamster family. Like, we're the you know hamsters continue to die. This isn't okay for us to just keep getting, like keep changing it out, right? Like. <laughs> So, so we pack everything up, whatever food's left over, you know, the, the living environment, everything. I go back to the pet store with a dead hamster. Like, okay, we're returning all this. And the, 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 the clerk who at that point knew, knew, knew my family well, (laughs) was was totally understood. Like, yeah, weird what's happening. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So gives, you know, starts doing the return and everything like that. And it says, okay, well, I got this. Stuff. Where's the cage? And I was like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
where's the cage where the hamster lives? And we're like, no, 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 that, that crazy tube contraption, that's, that's it. And the guy's like, wait, no. This is supposed to be attached to a cage. You're telling me that you, the, you just had the hamster live in this? And we're like, yeah, of course. It's, to, it's, it's all fun. He's, and then he showed us that when you shut it up, when you sealed it. What? Yep. So we were basically suffocating these hamsters. <laughs> we thought, I mean, there were little air holes here and there. We thought that was enough, but it wasn't. We were suffocating these hamsters by putting them in this. You were executing. Yeah, hamsters. we were. We were putting. We were putting them in like the annex, oh my <laughs> like God. the attachment, and sealing it up too too tight. And they were. They were. They were suffocating. They didn't have enough oxygen. Wow! <laughs> you tortured three hamsters without knowing wow. oxygen deprivation. You, your family is going to have a special judgment day when, when the time comes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I will share. I will share this. Okay. So I have uh, family friends of ours adopted two children, international uh, adoption, years ago, and they had this kind of bulldog. And so, so Wait, do I know them? Yes. Okay. I know. Yeah. You so you know this story? No, but I know the family. This, yeah. this is gonna make it better. Yeah. <laughs> so these are. I mean, these are non-speaking from Africa young kids and the the older of the two the boy is uh before i get to that so they've got this dog that they've had and obviously lots of life transition sure, right sure. two new kids this dog is experiencing the the boy <laughs> boy was kind of fearful of this dog hadn't been around dogs like that or something so my friend is finding pee, urine, at, in spots around the house and is disciplining slash beating the crap out of their dog, thinking, oh, there's some, I'm, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm claiming my space or whatever. To the point, they end up getting rid of the dog. <sighs> Oh no! Yep. Oh no! But still find peace spots around the house. It was their son. It was you know learning all, all yeah. kinds of new stuff. Didn't know how to. Yeah. You know, couldn't communicate oh, English. Oh, oh my gosh! Poor guy. He feels so he's like I beat the crap out of that dog. You know that reminds me. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it justice. And, and here, oh, here, like Sorry. not abused yeah, yeah. the dog, but you know like. Some good whippings yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Took them upstate to the farm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there is this um, this TikTok that I think is, t- I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I come across it every now and then. Are you I'll, a TikToker? I'm not. But every good. every <laughs> time I come across this this video, I will always watch it. And it's it's a video showing like a voicemail. And the voicemail is this girl freaking out, saying like, "I'm at, like, I'm at my boyfriend's house." Whoa! How does it go? Oh, I'm at my boyfriend's house, and I'm in the bathroom, and the toilet overflowed, and I had to remove some of my poop from the toilet, and so I put it in the litter box, 
that was next to it. I've heard this. Yeah, and then, and then, and she's like hysterical, and she's like, and he asked, and then later he asked me if I pooped in the litter box, and I told him no, and then he told me my cat that his cat's been dead for a week. And like, she's like, can you please pick me up? You know, it's like. <laughs> Uh, I will always watch that. I will always take the time. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, animals. 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 We got to see our our Boston. Yeah. Our little white dog. Yeah. Yeah. Was with our I am um if, if anyone out there in uh podcast land uh is in you know, wants two cats. I'm looking to get rid of two cats. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, we love our cats. And they're not jerks. They're good cats. And they, I mean, genuinely, I, I love them. But we're to the point, both Havana and I, my daughter and I, we're, we're to the point where we, we really miss having a dog. Hmm. And I don't want three pets. I didn't even want two pets. <laughs> but when I went to go adopt the one cat, because they advertised sure. the one cat, I think I told you this, right? Yeah. Were, yeah. Oh, there's another one? <laughs> well, I can't separate them. They've been together for a little, you know. And so wound up with two. We just we just miss having a dog. And there is no way in the world I'm gonna have three I'm gonna have three pets. Yeah. So we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to find someone for our cats. Don't don't look at me. Come on, Kylie. No way. Come on, you can have a great relationship with these two. I have my best friend, Rocky, mm-hmm. that I didn't even want originally. <laughs> is that the way it works? Well, pretty much. It's always the way it works. We're BFFs now. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good. What you been reading? <laughs> have you been reading? E- emails. <laughs> <laughs> emails, text messages. Yeah. Are you reading any good books? Yeah. Uh, that's the problem. I'm reading too many good books. I uh, I have read the first chapter of several great books recently. What do you like to read? What type of book? Genre of literature. Yeah, all sorts. I uh, definitely enjoy the uh, the ones uh, about our, our personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I like I do I do like reading the like, Bible. <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I like reading uh yeah like spiritual growth books yeah uh i also like reading uh books about like uh like microeconomics books about like the way the mind works i like stuff like that yeah uh so there uh there's a i'm i'm reading a, a very uh so not fiction you're not no a- i'm not a, yeah or yeah yeah or nonfiction no fiction. You're right. Yeah. Sorry, I got it. I have to. I still. I still do fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't read. I don't read fiction. When I was a kid, I read a ton of fiction. Yeah, but I don't. I don't anymore. I like to read real stuff. Yeah, that makes a difference. Sure, that teaches me. Um, so I'm reading this book, uh, called Dear White Peacemakers. It's it's a fantastic book. Uh, written by this pastor's wife. I think her name is Oshetta Moore. Uh, and she is, she's a, 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 a black woman 
and it was written in the midst of the like BLM movement and everything in 2020. I think it came out in 2021. And it it is it, it is such a loving, graceful book mm. written for white people to understand like hey, whether you know it or not, whether you believe like hey, I'm sure you're not racist, right? But you have you have benefited from being white. And you, and as an American, white, evangelical Christian, the system has benefited you. Let me show you without, it's, it's very like, oh, what's the word? It tackles a hard subject with a lot of grace. Actually, she starts off the story, or she starts off, um, I, I think it's it's still the, like the prologue, right? Before she even gets into the, anything in the book. She starts off with telling the story of a, a white coach at her son's school calling her son the N-word. And how like, oh, she was angry and like, oh, get this coach fired. All, all the other, all the other black moms that she's friends with are like, of course we got to get this guy fired. Like, and, and, and the Lord stops her and is like, no, you need to love, you need to love this coach. You need to forgive him and you need to love him. And she's like, I don't want to be like, I want to, I want him fired. And, uh, and it started this journey of like, man, how, how, yeah, how, how do I, how do I help? How do I help white people who are well-intentioned really understand what's, you know, what the history behind where they stand now and what anti-racism really means. Yeah. And that it's not, it's not a, we're all the same, but no, there is a black culture and that as white people, there is a way without uh, appropriating or offending or, 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 and of course, without discounting, but there is a way that we can celebrate their history, the good things that have come from it, and still honor them and actively work against racism today. So I don't know. It's a fascinating book. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, about halfway through it, I start, I read another chapter of a book called Gentle and Lowly, which, man, like just paints Jesus in a, in a different picture and paints his work that he's done for us in a, in a, in a way that I hadn't seen yet. I'm reading a book about sexuality by this, this woman named Julie Slattery and it's okay. Um, but she, 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 you know, tackles like, why is that? Why is the church making it such a taboo subject? It shouldn't be. Like it's something be, like because we've made it this taboo subject, you know. Look how look how many look how many people struggle with pornography and this and that. Like we need we need to we need to have more conversations about sex and about what God intended about sexuality. What was that like for you experientially? That experientially probably isn't the right word there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I can answer that on this podcast. <laughs> We got a new rating on our podcast all of a sudden. No, I mean, like, what was the expression or lack of expression or what was talked about in your uh, faith upbringing? Wasn't. 
It wasn't at it all. Wasn't. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't at all. And if it were, it was a thing of shame. Mm. It was a thing of oh no, we don't talk about that. It's wrong. It's wrong to talk about that. Yeah, you know that's why I, I man, my daughter goes to such a great school. I love I love what they did uh, when she was in first grade. The the teachers, she goes to this little tiny school. There's maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know, at that point, there were maybe like seven kids in her class, seven or eight kids in her class, little Montessori school. And the teachers sent a, sent a message to all the parents saying like, hey, your kids are talking about sex. They're asking questions. They're curious. Like, we need to address this. Parents, you figure out what you're comfortable with. <laughs> Sure. Like you, you know, and uh, they had a meeting and it's like, all right, come voice your opinion of what you're comfortable with teaching these first graders. But they were like, we, we have to address it. Like it's being addressed by sure a million other ways. Like, because the kids are coming with questions. And so like, I love that. And they, they did it in such an open way and, uh, and, and just taught the kids. Like, like, I think, I think we, we decided like teach the kids about their own bodies like we don't need to get into intercourse because they're first graders, right. right? But teach them about their own bodies in a way that's, yeah, that takes away shame, that takes away all these sorts of things. And then I remember, I remember playing. So after they did that, I remember playing uh, Mad Libs, yep, with my daughter, and uh, there was a, we needed a noun, and she comes, she goes, vulva. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, yeah, that's that's a noun. Let's let's put it on, you know. Like, <laughs> immature me's like, she said vulva, you know, but like, she thought she was talking about the car. <laughs> yeah, <Volvo. yeah. laughs> I heard it's a real sturdy one. That Volvo right there. <laughs> oh, we did just get a new rating. Oh, uh, so anyways, like, yeah, so that, so we yeah we were, you know I've really tried with with Hava. Mm. Just do things a little differently. Like, hey, this isn't a shame thing. When you, like, you are going to have, you are going to have questions and your body is going to go through stuff and you're going to experience things. And like, your mom and I are like 100% here to answer these questions for you and be here for you. And sure. we'll talk very, you know, we'll, 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 we'll talk about these things. At some point, and you may remember the story <laughs> that I shared yeah. a number of months ago about my daughter with, with, Porn, right? right? right. Food porn, but porn. You know, uh, I I know at some point I'm going to have to share my story with her. Sure. Of like, hey, let me tell you what, keeping this secret, keeping it taboo, keeping it this shameful thing, how it played out in my life. Yeah. And like, you you don't have to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That the Bible does say things about sexuality. Uh, and that and that's kind of the reason I asked. I I don't know why, and it, and not specific to sexuality, but well, but yeah, to sexuality. Um, how much the scriptures do very openly, yeah. You know, talk about different, you know, pregnancy and and intimacy yep. and sexuality and 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 romance and lust and love and Jerry Springer show yeah, yeah mean, like everything I, in between yeah and yeah. like it's it's just interesting to me how whether whether I wasn't paying attention which 
could have happened when I was <laughs> younger or that was just kind of glazed over or we were protected from it. But, yeah. but all of it, you know, sexuality being something that is a gift mm. from God that yes, yeah. we have perverted in many ways and used in destructive ways for sure. But like, if it's like you said, I think you said it perfectly. Like if it's, if it's hidden, if it's not talked about, if it's not yeah. talked about in reality, you know? Yeah. And yeah. We, we always talked about that. My wife's family, when we were, you know, I started dating Teresa in high school and she's got three younger sisters. They're all teenagers at the same time. And, you know, a house of four girls, you know, like they're talking about periods and boobs and all kinds of stuff that like that was, it was so freely talked about. It was, it was almost <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But it was because it was so different. Yeah. Um, but there was, uh, you know, just a truth about, those, those things that, you know, we didn't, I think we, sometimes we do hide a little bit. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. And don't, 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 you know, I hope our, our listeners aren't misunderstanding anything or anything like that. Like, like my daughter's 10, like we don't, you know, we don't talk about sex, oh, no, like, no, 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 no. you yeah. know, but I, I, I want her to know, like, this is life. Right. And it can be confusing. And you can have questions, and the way and the place you're going to get answers isn't going to be from Google. It's not going to be from your classmates at school. It's going to be from your mom and me. Like we'll we'll help guide you in these things. Sure. As awkward as it might seem to talk to us about it, it's not really that awkward because we've raised you like this since you were you know this big and right. And so yeah. Yeah, I see your stack of books. Uh, I I haven't I haven't read it in many years, but I just I just repurchased that bottom one there, Atomic Habits. Oh, really? Fantastic book. I I uh, I listened to an interview by okay. James of James Clear yeah. about this book and his uh, his story, um, a two part podcast uh, that was phenomenal and really. I, that's the one I've just started. It's I, it's fantastic. Yeah, that yeah. I've listened to that. I've listened to those two episodes of their pot of that podcast two maybe three times. Okay. Um, just because it's like, oh wow, what a different way yeah. to look at at uh, building and developing habits. Yeah, yeah. But I just started that. These other three, yeah, I've just kind of gotten into it. What are those again? I can't see them from here. Um, I just finished Holy Vul- Vulnerability. Okay. Uh, Sounds boring. It's not. Actually, I'm kidding. I'm the, the, the subtitle is uh, Spiritual Practices for the Broken, Ashamed, Anxious, and Afraid. It was really good. Sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I was given a gift of In the Name of Jesus by Henry Nowen. And I just finished, actually, this was gifted as well, Zeal Without Burnout huh. by Christopher Ash. Yeah, that's just a small book that didn't. Actually, both of those took a a day or two. That's cool. I'm not, I've never been a good reader, so I hated reading. Um, But, and I would, I love obviously listening, listening to podcasts. I love interaction. Yeah. But to sit down and just absorb, 
I, I just don't, I wish I, I wish I was better at taking the time Yeah. to same. having same. the time or sitting down and taking the time. Yeah, same. But when I do, man, I feel a lot more at peace and richer and like you said, just learning stuff and growing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So yeah, I got a lot. I'm the same as you. You were, we were talking, I think before we went on that you're buying books like crazy. I've got a whole shelf of stuff that, you know, a lot of them I haven't read. I, yeah. I want to get to for sure. I, uh, I've been buying books for other people. A oh, lot yeah? too. Yeah. Just, just some, some of the guys I coach and, uh, at, at, at work. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a book I, I've given it to so many people <laughs> that I'm like, I got to reread this. I have one of those too. And What's I remember <laughs> you'll be surprised. Maybe you won't be surprised. It's a book by a guy named Jack Frost. It's called Experiencing the Father's Embrace. It's a Christian book. Yeah. Jack Frost. I know that. Uh, he. So I've never met him or anything. He's he's dead now. He actually died like the year I like started in ministry and stuff like that. Okay. I never or met maybe him. Maybe you've talked about I think him. I have. You've yeah. talked about him. Yeah. I, I, would, I would absolutely consider him like a spiritual father in my life, even though I never met him. Because this book was so transformational in identity and sonship, mm. and uh, there's you know quite a few guys that I'm that I, I work with that I'm coaching who who are believers, right? And you know I I don't, I don't know how much I've I've shared about this, but like I mean my role as a sales manager is to work with sales engineers. Right. And half the time, like half the time I'm working with them on literally on their job, but half the time it's like, it's, it's like helping them like life with life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, you know, there's, there's quite a few guys who, who I coach who are in need of that. And just, yeah, it's been, it's been cool watching them like go through this, go through these books, go through this, this journey of like, man, I mean, I th- I think I think everyone should read this book, but especially if you didn't have a great relationship with your own dad, mm-hmm. especially growing up, and it and it right because we know and we've talked we've talked about it on the show like it it the way we viewed our dad growing mm-hmm. up in those formidable years affects the way we view Jesus like the way we view the Father. Sure, yeah. And so this book is all about like revealing the good father mm-hmm. to us, the father who loves us. And, you know, just here, I'll, I'll give you just one, one thing that this book has stuck with me. How many years later, but you know, he talks about, we, we hear, we know the story of the prodigal son and uh, man, he says, it's really not about the prodigal son. It's about the prodigal father mm-hmm. about how, when you, the, the, the word prodigal means one who lives dangerously and, and lives carefree and a, a almost reckless life. How that's how much the father loves us. It's almost reckless. Like the fact that the son asked for his inheritance. <laughs> his dad's the dad's not even dead. But he 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 loved his son so much. He just here. And he just he goes through that story in such a such a unique and powerful way. And yeah, you're, That's you're gonna cry. You're gonna cry a lot. 
this the the book that I've yeah given copies and copies and copies away is Abba's Child um, by Brennan Manning. Yep, yep, yep. Which is again based on yeah. <laughs> you know uh, uh, very much the prodigal, uh, but especially like I feel like I, can, I have I have Ragamuffin Gospel at work as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I like you could read the first two chapters and be like, oh my gosh, yeah. Because the second it, the second chapter is called the Imposter, yeah. and it's the the version of ourself that we present uh-huh. that is not our true self. <sighs> and it is, it is a beautiful, beautiful story. Um, but that's, that's another one. What was the name? Jack Frost. What was the name of the book? Experiencing the father's embrace. Mm. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it is fantastic. Listeners. I would encourage you yeah. to those two books. Yeah. Just in general. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I didn't, these weren't, that was a pivotal, that, that was a book that was pivotal, pivotal in my faith for sure. And at the same time, like it's like you said, it's one that you could read over and over. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you are in your journey. It's that reminder that we, that we all need that can hit us in some pretty deep ways. Yeah. Agreed. Which we need. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You're reading, uh, where, where you're reading in the Bible. Um, not anywhere specific. I've been in John. Okay. Um, actually, uh, just in some preparation, it's been interesting that recently, you know, I've always heard different theories on, oh, you shouldn't, your personal Bible study shouldn't be what you're, you know, also preparing, you know, what you're preparing for to share as a message, but. I don't know if I buy that because I want what I share with other people to be out of you. The Lord is speaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and so um, I'm uh, officiating a wedding this weekend and uh, really been deep into uh, 9 through 13, 12, okay. Romans 12, 9 oh, through okay. 13. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and then uh, Galatians 5 and the fruit of the spirit. Okay. And just like the, the, the couple that I'm marrying are very, very passionate and joyful people, um, in many areas of their lives, they get like very excited about, uh, things that are happening in their lives. Um, and so just, and they actually were the ones, there's a tapestry downstairs in the cafe that has the fruit of the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were like, man, that just, every time we've met, like, that's just that captivates me. And that's cool. So to take those two, which really talk about how the spirit works in our lives and what that should look like. Um, in, uh, so in preparing wow. for that also like, man, what does that look like Yeah, in my life? Like where, where are the, where are the ways in which that's becoming more evident and where are the way, what are the ways in which it's not, um, which for me is a, is an issue of submission hmm. um, of <clears throat> no, if, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, expressing self-control and gentleness and joy as I live each moment of my life and all the others, yeah. but those, you know, those are, those are the difficult ones, right? Like let's be gentle. Let's be kind. Let's be self-controlled hmm. um, is uh, it's, it, it, those are moments in which, 
I'm focused on me. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I have an, a reason or an excuse that I should be able to behave this way. Yeah. And it's like, no, because then it's me and it's not the spirit mm. living through me. So, mm. <clears throat> but also in Romans, the outdoing, you know, one another in honoring each other. Yeah in being hospitable and, and just living out this life that we've been gifted to live. And so, yeah, that's, that's, what's been hitting me scripturally. <coughs> what about you? Uh, Psalms. Yeah. I've been, I've been stuck in the Psalms Yeah, in a good way and not in any, I don't know. This has just been a season of experiencing some emotions. <laughs> Sure. And so I'll just open up to the Psalms and I'll just keep reading until something connects. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's, you know, a couple verses in, sometimes it's a couple pages in. Sure. But something always connects. And it's like, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel what, well, you know, I feel angry. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I feel stressed. I feel rushed. I feel joyful. I feel full. Right, like somewhere it connects, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's what I love about the Psalms is wherever, wherever it connects, just read one more, <laughs> read read one more like passage, and it always brings you into God's goodness, always. Right, if I'm feeling joyful, if I'm if I'm feeling great on top of the world. Read until I connect with that, and then it brings me into His mercy, and and His and and like attributing the joyfulness to Him, and realizing He's the source of it. If I'm anxious, read until something connects, and then I read about His goodness in the form of peace. If I'm angry or stre- or whatever, right, like fill in any blank. Yeah. Read until something connects on an emotional level. And then just one more passage, and I see the answer is him. Or or even just, well, all right, that's how I feel. I acknowledge it. But let me just, let me just tell you how great he is now. Like, yeah. And so that's that's been good for me, is like yeah, I, I don't know. I'm 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 I've been on this just this journey this year in particular. And yeah, just recognizing emotions, uh, giving space and giving uh language to some emotions that I that I feel where ordinarily I wouldn't you know trying to trying to do that for my daughter trying to be that for Kristen you know trying to give 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 space to that and 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 it's caused me to have to look at myself <laughs> and say oh yeah I don't always handle emotions as as, as nice as, as well as I thought <laughs> I got I I have to deal with them too so, yeah, yeah. I think it's a time when a lot of people are working through the stuff we've talked about. Yeah. Neurology, mm. brain, trauma, because we're all in it. We've yeah, all been yeah. in it where, you know, the the daily stressors have, you know, have risen. They're, yeah. yeah have been elevated, than you know, the uncertainty of what's to come. And so to be able to walk through all of those things and and really it comes down to at the end of the day having a heart of gratitude yeah you know yep. just to 
Thank you, Lord. Thank yeah. you, Father. You know. Were you, were you eavesdropping on my conversation with my daughter the other day? <laughs> no. Yeah. Just gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's hard. I think it's really difficult when you're in the midst of stressors to step back. We've, yeah. we've, we've had to have those conversations where, you know, to step back and go, wait, this is a privilege. Mm. We, we see in the, we see in the macro, yeah. you know, some, some incredible things, but in, in the micro, when we're in it, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, this is hard or frustrating. And, yeah. But to, I think as we as you recognize what God is doing in the macro, it's like, man, He's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and in the same way that a negative thought can overshadow all the good that's going on, I want to get to the point where a gra- a grateful thought overshadows everything else. Yeah, and it doesn't discount or discredit or quiet that or like. Like dismiss the negative, right? Like in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah, it's still there, <laughs> right? It's still there. You still got to deal with it. But yeah, I, I I will enter his courts with Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we're both growing and something like that. Reading. <laughs> <laughs> depends which, depends which episode of the podcast you listen well, to. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Really, yeah. listeners are listening episode to episode, week yeah. to week, and going, oh, this is like reading the Psalms. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Life is awful. <laughs> God is so good, yeah. and I'm full yeah. of joy. It's yeah. like one page to the next. Yeah. Like, yeah. How well, long, Lord, am I going to well have to wait? <laughs> you blessed my enemies! <laughs> Well said, Kylie. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what are, I don't know, what, what are you reading, listeners? You reading anything cool? Let us know. Let us know. Yeah. We love to get some feedback. We're grateful for all of you. Yes. Gratitude. And until next time. I like how you ended that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well. Until next time. Yep. Peace. Bye. <laughs>